Hello and welcome to episode 76 of What A Fab Day. I am your host, Simon Mas. Some stories from today include some early gigs, a memorable bachelor party, and the first time a woman performed on a Beatles song. On the 17th of March 1961, the Beatles, with Pete Best on drums, played twice in the same night. Their first show was their only ever event for the Ivamar Booking Agency, a business run by a Mr. McIver and a Mr. Martin, who organized events in three Liverpool venues. For the occasion, the lads were at the Mossway Hall. They didn't receive any money for the trial show, but, being St. Patrick's Day, they were allowed to drink as much Guinness as they wanted. The boys didn't drink themselves under the table, though, because after the Ivamar affair, they played at the Liverpool Jazz Society, their fifth time on that stage from the start of the month. The show, advertised as the St. Patrick's Night Rock Ball, saw the Beatles at the top of a bill, also featuring Jerry and the Pacemakers, King Size Taylor and the Dominoes, Simon Cardovo and his Royal Caribbean Steel Band, and the Bill Bally's Calypso Band. The whole event took place between 7.30pm and 1am. This turned out to be the last gig of the Beatles at the venue before it got renamed into the Storyville Jazz Club in 1962. Talking about 1962, there was another final performance by the Beatles, still featuring Pete Best. The band played the Village Hall in Naughty Ash, sharing the bill with Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. The event, billed as St. Patrick's Night Rock Gala, was the prelude for the bachelor party of promoter Sam Leach. Leach had taken over the hall from Mona Best and had decided this was going to be the last beat night at that venue. There was no ill feeling between Leach and the bands, though. In fact, both the Beatles and the Hurricanes attended the promoter's bachelor party taking place after the event at the Village Hall in the nearby village of Eiton. The party, paid with the money raised during the rock gala, continued until the following afternoon. In 1963, we find the Beatles still busy with a performance, this time at the Embassy Cinema in Petersborough. This double house was part of their package tour with Montez and Rowe, and it was the second time the Fabs played the venue, after an inauspicious gig on the 2nd of December 1962, featured in episode 336 of What a Fab Day. High time to remind you to be fab yourselves and visit www.simonmas.com support to help me putting even more effort in creating music-related podcasts and videos for you to enjoy for free. No donation is too small, but should you be short on cash, even a shout-out to your inner circle will get you a piece of big-hatted paradise. Remember that I also love receiving comments, so if you want to tell me anything, don't be shy and do. Thank you! On the 17th of March 1964, the Beatles were at the Les Ambassadors Club in London to film the sequence in A Hard Day's Night, in which they discover Paul's grandfather gambling at Le Circle Club. 
During the day, BBC's Jack DeManio arrived at the club to interview John Lennon about the publication of his first book, in his own right, to be published on the 23rd of March. The interview was broadcasted on the 18th of March during the two-day program, between 7.15 and 7.45 a.m., and again in the second half of the program, between 8.15 and 8.40 a.m. More filming in 1965, with the Beatles still in Obertauen, Austria, to film their second feature film. Finally, today, the production acquired a tentative title, Eight Arms to Hold You. During the day, the lads completed the sequence at the curling rink and another scene in the surrounding bushes. Finally, in 1967, we find the Beatles at the EMI Studios in Abbey Road, between 7pm and 12.45am. The task of the day was to start the recording of She's Leaving Home, a song written by Paul McCartney after reading an article in the Daily Mail about a 17-year-old girl called Melanie Coe running away from her home. Paul and John, who had contributed to part of the chorus lyrics, agreed that the song called for a string background, and so today, the Beatles reconvened to the studio to overview the recording of six takes of the orchestral basic track for the piece, arranged by Mike Leander for £18, about £330 in 2020 money. Leander was chosen when producer George Martin, given too short a notice for the preparation of a score by Paul McCartney, was unable to free himself from other existing commitments and was unceremoniously substituted. The decision hurt Martin, but he decided to conduct the 10 players during this session anyway. The players were Eric Grimberg, Derek Jacobs, Trevor Williams and José Luis García on violin, John Underwood and Stephen Shingles on viola, Dennis Vigay and Alan Dalziel on cello, Gordon Pierce on double bass and Sheila Bromberg on harp. Miss Bromberg had the distinction to be the first woman to play on a Beatles record. This concludes today's episode. Perhaps I can interest you with what happened to George Harrison's drug charges in 1969? You will have to tune in tomorrow to find out, though. For the moment, I wish you a good day and a fab continuation. Simon Mas, music you love.